Hi everyone and welcome to the 68th episode of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host Daryl and I'm here with Colin. Hello. And Lauren. Hi. How are you both doing? Jolly well on this fine day. I could use some crumpets and tea. Really? No. No. (laughs) It's rainy and kind of gloomy in Vancouver. How's the weather over there? Pretty much the same. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I made a cake with my nana. Ooh, what kind of cake? It was a pudding cake. Did you put a tombri on it? What sort of pudding? Chocolate. Mm. Chocolate Mm. and Cool Whip. Makes me fat just thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Colin is actually obese, in case you were wondering. And I licked the bowl and it was magical. I made... Wow, what's the Felves guy? I forgot his name. Gabe or something. Gabe. Gabe Newell. Gabe Newell. Gabe Newell. That's the one. I fight for gravity with him. Colin would fight for him to be the CEO of Square Enix as well. Ah ha ha. Right, what? Okay, Final Fantasy Podcast, let's go. Yeah, um, so we're on the eve of E3. I think this is going to come out on the first day of E3. And so, as a bit of a disclaimer, we don't actually know what's going to happen between now, which is Saturday, and Tuesday. Therefore, we may be talking about things that have not happened, and things may happen that we're not going to talk about. Could be good. I'm I'm guessing... I'm guessing that very little is going to happen. Mm. I'm guessing the same. Yeah, I I just feel like, I don't know, I just feel like it's going to be a very lackluster year. Yeah, I mean, they've I already still... announced that Final Fantasy XIV is going to have a spruce up, but they already announced that anyway. Yeah. So, However, I do stand by my prediction that Square Enix will have an announcement at the Microsoft press conference. Versus thirteen. Seven remake. In I, I, I reckon Versus 13 may make an appearance in some way or another. Type 0 could get announced in the Vita. I also see the Final Fantasy Dimension. It would mm. be rather funny if Microsoft and Square Enix announced the FF7 remake together. That would <laughs> sting so much. I don't think they can even do that. But anyway. Knows, Microsoft could throw a lot of money at them. They could throw a lot of money. And Sony. Mm. But Sony would probably just... They'd probably take it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> right, anyway. So... Uh, we kind of jumped the gun a bit there, uh, but we're not actually going to talk about E3 that much throughout the rest of the episode, so we figured we'd get that out of the way. But we do have some news to talk about, and then we're going to go on to our burning question after that, followed by a few little questions. So, yeah, there's plenty to talk about. There's plenty for you guys to listen to, even if it's not E3 related as mm-hmm. such, maybe. We haven't really had that much news since the last podcast. No, no. There's, t- <laughs> there's not really that been that much. Square Enix have kind of um, gone a bit silent. I wonder why. <laughs> hmm. Maybe they have something, a surprise planned for us at E3. Maybe. Or maybe Nomura's gone. Ba- no, Nomura hasn't gone back to his cave because he said something recently. <gasps> yeah. Spoiling, spoiling the episode. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> anyway, uh, Final Fantasy Union is a podcast which is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union. And it's presented by the Gaming Union and Network and tweaksmusic.com. And it comes out on the iTunes store. And FinalFantasyUnion.com, which is still a fantastic website, I believe. Is it? It could yes. be better. It's going to be it could, better. It will be better. But Ooh, for now, ah, ah. it's still fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the podcast is, is as good as ever. Of course. Mm-hmm. Well, right, so the news we have is about the Final Fantasy VII Remake. <laughs> as if we haven't beaten this dead horse enough. I, I, yeah. I, I would want to know statistics on how many people facepalmed when I said that. 
<laughs> Leave a comment and you know. Yeah, below. tell us if you facepalmed about Final Fantasy VII remake news because face actually, palm, you may facepalm even desk, more at the end roll. of it. Yeah, because, record you know. a video of you facepalming and we will watch it. <laughs> you could <laughs> make a compilation, you know, be epic, and we can send it to Square Enix. Yeah, yes. we can send through mass facepalms. Mm-hmm. Right, so Nomura did come out of his cave and he spoke about the Final Fantasy VII remake. You know, it, it really surprises me that journalists are still asking about it. <laughs> yeah, it's But anyway... True. You think by gave, now they, they, they would, you know, have given up. Well, he he gave a slightly different... You'd think the Square Enix would actually have, like, the answer ingrained into all of their staff members' heads. Yeah. If someone Apparently asks not. you about the Final Fantasy VII remake, this is what you say. Well, it, it was kind of along the lines of everything we've heard in the past. He's saying that it would still be really cool to make it and he really wants to at some point now just isn't the right time and he would rather focus on new games that surpass FS7 yeah which for me is the kicker there he'd rather focus on making games that are going to be better than Final Fantasy 7 <laughs> done a great job so far there Nomura yep. oh, great yeah. job how, how long has it been since 7 came out? like 15 years? how long has it been since a good Final Fantasy came out? how long has it been since you announced Versus 13? <laughs> I think it's the key <laughs> problem here. The reality check time for Tetsuya Nomura. Yep. I actually wrote in the outline here, troll lol lol lol, because that's pretty much what he is doing. I added a note in in my note. Note in my note. It's like it's you added a note. note on the note. In the it's notes. bolded in the and head. it's in red and it says, "Shut in the f up and make FF15." <laughs> no, don't let him make it. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that was just a general statement towards Square Enix, not Tetsuya Nomura in particular. I you mean, know it's what? cool if he does character designs and all, but yeah, just don't make. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. Or Toriyama, for that matter. No, if Tori. Oh, could you imagine if Toriyama did was part of the Final Fantasy VII remake? Suddenly, the <laughs> game may not be so great. It's just, uh, I just find it funny that people are are still, like, interested in it like interested what's, in even, what, being... what's happened to the well, Final Fantasy X remake I mean yeah it's true too there's really no reason why people can't be interested I'm sure, like you know I'm still interested in the 7 remake but it's not like oh, oh my goodness I really want it make it now no it's, it's more like, like okay it'll be cool if you made it you know I would still buy it but I'm not no I don't know it just seems orgasming like it's so 90s. It. I, I don't even think I know that everyone says it would sell shed loads but I don't think it would because yeah okay it was on the GameCube but Metal Gear Solid The Twin Snakes was pretty much exactly the same thing they redid the entire game brought it up to the standard of Metal Gear Solid 2 redid all the cutscenes okay they kept the story the same but it was like much more stylized stuff it's so Koji- crap Kojima Koji- actually so- told the I forget what's his, the guy that directed Twin Snakes t- to redo all the cutscenes because he had it originally like the, fir- the original Metal Gear but Kojima didn't want that he wanted it to be different like yeah, his own take on it. Wasn't it? Jo- it was someone like John Woo. It wasn't John Woo, but no, no, it wasn't John. Like, that was Stranglehold. I know, but that was the idea. Like, because the cutscenes are all like snake jumping on. Oh uh, yeah, lot, lots stuff. of slow motion, mm. like close-ups and all that. I don't know. I I for one will probably be one of the people who will not be buying the Final Fantasy VII remake. I think people just look at the how many the PSN version has sold. The original Final Fantasy VII are like, well, it must be out. It will sell loads, but. Don't forget that people know exactly what they're getting with that game. Yeah. And it's also not that expensive. Yeah. And you can and also watch it on YouTube when it comes out. 
And that's probably all you need. Nobody else agrees with me. Okay. No, <laughs> no. Just what? what I, you mean watch the it's whole like game? It's like you can watch. Uh, somebody you, you, is you, bound you to post you, up a walkthrough of yeah. the Final Fantasy VII remake, and that's really all you want. Like, you if it's going to be the same game, the, like, the thing is that that's not what people want. They don't want to watch it. They want to play it. That's what I want. I'm not playing through Final Fantasy. I'm not buying a whole other game to play through it again. I I, th- I, I think it's safe to say to that the majority of fans want to play it if it's made. I don't what know. I I think it really depends on what they actually did. Like I if they if they butchered it, <laughs> I think people would rather want to watch it on YouTube to see if they how butchered they butchered it. I think it. People, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. If they if actually like be... made an amazing game that's that's like the like the the best JRPG ever, then then yeah, I think people would probably want to play it. If it's going to be the same game all over again, I'm not wasting my time. They might make it so Aerith could be revived. Oh, then it would just make a, a game Disney shark. story. But then she could get killed again. <laughs> oh, well, then it will just make it uh, like a soap opera. You know what you know what would be cool? If they, re- they didn't just remake FF7, but you know they kind of did it <laughs> episodically so, so that it included all of the prequels and the sequels. That game and would be take this, you for freaking it ever. It would be this major <laughs> And do you know what could round it out, Colin? Epic. You know what could round it out? Endless Crisis. Yes, Endless Crisis. I don't know. They would have I to think, do a lot. Different. I think Square Enix should announce Endless Crisis. That would that that would get me excited. Not yeah. not an FF Seven remake. They'll have to do a lot different in order for me to want to buy a Final Fantasy Seven remake because the old one is fine, and the only thing that could be updated are the graphics and the graphics don't even need to be updated though because it was the, it was that kind of like, style where those graphics will be timeless just like Sonic FF8's and FF9's graphics need to be updated those didn't yeah. age that well so as yeah, long they, as they I really didn't. as long as I have my copy of my original Playstation version of Final Fantasy 7 I do not need anything else ever oh, no, I'm, I'm on she the just doesn't need anything else her life I'm, is complete com- <laughs> you complete me original FF7 <laughs> But I'm I'm on the boat where if Square Enix remade FF7, I would buy it. But they they would have to make it so that it includes the entirety of FF7. And would not you just Would you even buy it if it was full price? Maybe if I was rich <laughs> and not a poor starving art student. You're starving as well now. Yeah, I am. I, I had actually I did have a big breakfast. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right. So um, on the subject of troll news. There was, there was another, another one. one. Yeah, it was it was about versus thirteen, and basically the internet exploded when this came out because it many and this is what's really really funny. A lot of big news publications reported on this as a rumor, even though it's blatantly not real. <laughs> the story is that Square Enix had decided to rebrand Final Fantasy versus thirteen as Final Fantasy fifteen, and like all these like. Eurogamer, CVG, I think well, I think Eurogamer, definitely CVG, were reporting about this. That it was like a proper rumor that they believed could come true. But if you actually watch the video, <laughs> that it's like it looks really realistic. Like if you mm. watch the video with no context, you might actually think. The thing is, the thing is, the vi- the vi- yeah, the video itself is fake. But but you, you have to consider like 
the plausibility of them rebranding versus the yeah. S15, yeah. which is completely plausible. But the video itself was entirely fake. I mean, look, you look at it. It's in a lecture room with, with yeah, students, so in, and yeah. there's a guy in there with terrible Japanese accent. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's because he like said versus 13, and everyone started cheering when they announced Final Fantasy 15 as well. It's like yeah. it's a bit weird. The logo looked actually very plausible. Yeah, it looked it looked mm. good. It was really well done, and and they even had the whole 25th anniversary anniversary since 1987 and all that graphics that Square Enix yeah. recently just put up on their 25th anniversary site. But the story is that it was actually the webmaster of a website called Final Fantasy Dream, which I think is a French website. Um, and as part of one of his university course, he'd actually made this video <laughs> as for like some kind of like social buzz award um, things. So it was like he'd he'd entered it into a competition. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say he and it won. clearly says this in the video description. I'd say yeah, that but you he see the thing is won. when people on the internet don't read. No, they don't read. No, but they jump to conclusions based on mm-hmm. what they see. Yeah, I mean, I showed I showed this story to a couple of people, and they just instant they insta raged. <laughs> Would this person be um, Behan? Potentially. <laughs> it just seems like lately, like, everybody's been kind of doing this in every medium. Like, I mean, that whole thing in Miami with that guy who was, um, like, when that guy, I, I think he, like, ate some guy's face off or something. The zombie everybody, man. Yeah, everybody instantly on the internet is just like, oh my gosh, zombie apocalypse. And that actually spread like wildfire. And then <laughs> I just started apocalypse. thinking to myself, like, zombie law would it doesn't even match up with zombie law like why why are you guys believing this why are you guys like so scared about this like what is going on i mean you the know, guy the it, guy ate the guy's brains and some of his body parts that doesn't make him a zombie some people just are, just, a bit weird. <laughs> are just it just is the epitome this and the final fantasy 15 rebrand final fantasy versus 13 rebranding are just the epitome of how gullible I think there's plenty of other stuff as well just like the whole we're not going to buy Left 4 Dead 2 (laughs) and then it becomes one of the biggest selling games from Valve yeah Yeah, and like Diablo 3 where as soon as the servers start working everyone goes on the the Blizzard forums and says they're they're complaining they want their money back they're going to sue them and as soon as the servers go back up everyone's like yeah this is the best game ever yeah you have to (laughs) realise those were the vocal minorities it's always the vocal minorities on the internet that come out and make themselves look larger than they actually are yeah the i ended off this new story piece. with the um html tag of slash drama <laughs> <laughs> because that's Dramas. pretty much what it was oh, like i had another note in the note bold oh, and red again because not square another enix would, one it says because square enix would reveal one of their biggest titles in a school lecture room they would totally <laughs> would well didn't like not that it's the same thing but didn't uh, Inafune from Capcom go to go and do a lecture at some Japanese university and just basically slag off Capcom well yeah but he was slagging off Capcom he wasn't announcing a huge title maybe they were trying to reach their demographic straight away probably I want people cheer it for him <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the only time that they have <laughs> I can't imagine anyone cheering for Final Fantasy anymore mm. oh yeah well Final Fantasy Dimensions Yay! Right, hang on a minute. I've just got to go and get my supply of party poppers. <laughs> Confetti for. Ev- 
Right, so that's pretty much all the news we've got for you guys. And it wasn't really even news. That's that's well, what we've come down I to know, now. It seems like we're yeah. all in a very cynical mood about Final Fantasy this morning. Hey, look, Colin, we've been put in this mood by Square Enix and their lackluster efforts in recent times. Well, Where I- is the next Final Fantasy game coming from? We don't know. On a but more positive note, I am pretty excited about FF 14 2.0. No, you're not, because it's not yes. coming out until next year. I, no, it's the beta for the PS3 starts in November. Distribution of the, of the client starts in October or September. I can't remember. It's not going to happen. By the end of the year, 2.0 will be done. No, it will be in beta. Which well, <laughs> actually, no. Square Enix releases betas. It'll be, it's, in beta for, it's an MMO. It's in beta forever. Yeah, it's always in beta. <laughs> I really want to know how many people are subscribed to it. I don't think it's too bad anymore. Yeah, like really? since it's not- considering Square Enix is still continuing development on it, adding more content, and even implementing a whole new graphics engine for FF fourteen two point zero. I must, the subscription rate. Yeah, it must still be making some money for them. Well, now I reckon it is. Like MMOs make money. It's yeah. not that difficult considering. I mean, come on, it, like, even if you have, yeah. if you, even if you don't have a million subscribers, fifteen dollars a month from like several hundred thousand. I just don't know how you manage your time with all of those. Like, if you're, if you yeah. have like your Final Fantasy fourteen, but then you have to also play Diablo three, but then you also have to play League of Legends or something else, and Minecraft. It's like, how do you just like? Do you just have to? bank in like an hour of each every day well it depends like... how it depends how you're playing the MMO like if you're mm-hmm. a, if you're low level then it's kind of more casual if you're yeah. high level then it's more like a job yeah because like I I mean I wouldn't be able to do it I just I, th- I think just too fast I think it it really depends on how much of an addictive person you are or what else you're doing in your life at that moment in time yeah like I only played Final Fantasy 11 when I had nothing else to do during um breaks from university mm-hmm. but when i was at university i didn't play it well for me like with games like the sims like that is really addicting to me um but i'll go through like a week of that and then the next week i'll just be completely just uninterested well, the thing about an mmo is that there's always something different happening and you're always trying to strive to achieve something like they're mm-hmm. built to last years and and if the devs do it right they'll be releasing new content on yeah. a, on a regular basis and and the whole point is that you make you you get to know people and you make friends on there yeah it's so a yeah, it's social true. experience that's that's part of the experience too like when As when colin nelson and i were playing it we we played it for like a month it we? was i mean if, and that was when the game first came out it was broken and yeah we didn't even you know, know what we were doing yeah. and and we it was still a lot of fun yeah because we were playing, playing with someone else yeah yeah and you're i mean if you're playing time, by yourself then that, it's a completely different story at that time yeah. it was the whole exploration thing as well like i remember nelson and i just we were, we were just ex- exploring the different parts of the map and thinking like we're probably some of the first people in the world in the world's world world well whatever <laughs> in, the, in the game world yeah but in Eosia. the actual physical world as well to um to even go to some of these places and, like we were going to areas where there's blatantly something going to be put there later but they just haven't opened that section up yet and then it's like you think when i played final fantasy 11 it had already been out in japan for a while it had already been released in america and when it came out in europe they were on the the second expansion pack so quite a lot of what i was experiencing wasn't in the game when it first came out and it's like they they add a ton of stuff you just don't realize it when you first start playing but yeah and there's there's plenty to do if you want to put the time in you will get hooked Mm. i i find that um ArenaNet has a really good mantra for making it an MMO, and I think FF14 adheres to this as well. 
I mean, sure, it was slagged off for being broken and everything, but the fact is, you know, you're going on an adventure. You are. Mm-hmm. Doesn't necessarily mean it's a good adventure, but it's still an adventure. <laughs> with other people, that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of MMOs. Crabs. Adventuring with friends. Killing crabs. Giant enemy crabs and then somehow yes. activating your AoE and getting killed by them. By multiple giant enemy crabs. For the butcher. That was... <laughs> that was depressing <laughs> anyway right so we're now going to move on to the burning question segment which is again not very positive <laughs> sorry Colin oh. Oh, right. Well. so the question that we asked last episode was should Square Enix stop the Fabula Nova Crystallis franchise now by this we meant like you know Square Enix have mini franchises so they've got the Final Fantasy 7 compilation they have the Evil Elise franchise, they've got the Crystal Chronicles franchise, and when they announced Final Fantasy thirteen, it was supposed to be the start of a new franchise, which is something that Square Enix had never done before. They'd never actually gone in with the expectation to create a franchise. They'd all kind of just happened Post in the past. Release. Yeah. When they announced Final Fantasy thirteen, Fabiano Crystallis was this huge thing. There was going to be Versus thirteen, there was going to be uh, a Gito thirteen. They would all share similar mythology. Since then, we've had one game which was part of the initial um, launch. And then One, two, Final four. Fantasy Thirteen Part 2, which wasn't planned initially back in 2006, which kind of expands on the mythology a little bit, mm-hmm. but doesn't that yeah. much. Um, but yeah, in the West, we haven't had Type-0, and Versus Thirteen still hasn't happened. So is this the time when Square Enix should just say right Fabian Nova Crystallis is a way like most people probably don't even know what it is anymore I think the problem it- I think the problem is that you know previously with the FF7 compilation Crystal Chronicles and Ivalice Alliance is that they didn't go like you said they didn't go in planning the whole thing as, as a friend as its own circle franchise thing and when they did like Fabula Nova Crystallis it initially sounded really awesome you sound like they actually planned something out <laughs> and you know we thought we would see Agito 13 which is now Type 0 by now only Japan it's only been released in Japan and mm-hmm. we haven't heard any news about it coming over to the west it's it's a bit weird meanwhile Versus 13 is still kinda yeah yeah doing wasn't the whole thing about Type 0 though that it, it kind of they... Type 0 spawned its own its own franchise yeah, like within they... the franchise I mean yeah. didn't, didn't, Square Enix wasn't... trademark Type 0 1 and 2 wasn't part of the renaming as well that they kind of wanted to move it away from the Fabian Nova Crystallis like they didn't want to they didn't want it to be directly associated with Final Fantasy 13 anymore possibly I don't know that's why that's also why I think it's plausible that Square Enix might re, re, rename Versus 13 as FF15 Although I don't think that would be a good idea. Honestly, when I saw that story, oh I wasn't. I, I my initial reaction was, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, you know, it's completely plausible. It's just you know. Uh... Anyway, right, Colin, feedback. Let's see what people thought. Okay, well, the first one is from. Is it? Is that actually his? Username? Yes, that is actually their okay, username. His username is like a boss. And from the forums, he says, from what I've seen from the Fabula Nova Crystallis, I like to say that they should cancel it after FF versus thirteen. And start delivering games which will be remembered for years and years. Yeah, for the um, right reasons. I I definitely agree. Although I feel like they should cancel it right now. <laughs> FF thirteen is going to be remembered for all the wrong reasons. I am so sick of waiting for Final Fantasy thirteen versus or versus thirteen, whatever you want to call it. I am so sick of waiting for it. I just want it to die. Like the <laughs> you want it to today. die. <laughs> I, yeah. 
on a more kill them all. On, on, a, on a lighter side, <laughs> I, I I don't mind waiting for Versus 13. Just stop talking about it until it's actually done. <laughs> don't just be like, we're going to have information soon. But my yeah. whole thing be is patient. that... Like, I'm we, guessing that... We ask that for your patience. This is using their resources, their other resources that they could use to make another game. So it's just kind of like, it's really a catch-22. Like, do you want... Yeah, that other game is KH3. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. The next game that they're going to do is KH3. I'd we rather... think. Yeah, hopefully. Um, no, I'd rather see versus 13 know. over KH3. But that's just me. <laughs> that is just you, Colin. <laughs> and people on this podcast will probably agree with you. People on our other podcast probably wouldn't. Uh, no, I've been playing through Birth by Sleep. I'm not finding it that interesting. Ooh. Yeah. Anyway, right, the next comment we had was from Crimson Dragoon, who said, It's flame has come to an end. Now is the time to die and change anew. Yes! To blossom like the ever-growing phoenix that Square Enix is best described as. What were you screaming yes about? Because he says it's time to die. It's very (laughs) poetic, but, you know, if they don't change the way they write their narratives, it's still going to be the same game, just with a different title. (laughs) Well, the same experience, which... You know, no one really wants. Yeah. All right. Well, I think because... they should release the last remnant. <laughs> no, no. Actually, the story in that wasn't too bad. Actually... I would like. To, I would like to play the last remnant. It, I'm it... pulling for a updated version of Near, something that is like Near with a Near like story and better gameplay, so that you stupid critics can shut the f up. <laughs> critics not gonna sh- shut up. That's what critics do. They. they, they I know. They're criticize. such evils sometimes. Anyways, alright, well this next one is from Red Rose, and Red Rose said, All in all, I think that um, Fabula Nova Crystallis should be given a chance. Um, I think it has quite a bit of potential, and it'd be interesting to see how the mythology stands in each game. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, when it first was announced, there was so much potential. And, and if you actually want to go and look at the, the lore of Fabula Nova Crystallis... It's really quite extensive. Hmm. They just haven't done that much they with it. They haven't touched on it. Red Rose actually wrote a massive, massive post on the forums about this. So if you want to go and read that, then feel free. We only took a little snippet of it here. Um, but yeah, the, the Fabula Nova Crystallis um, mythology is actually really cool. It's A lot of it's based on Greek mythology, and, and they really did flesh it out. They just hmm. haven't used it. It's like, really more would... interesting to read the Wikipedia, read the mythology on the Wikipedia, yeah, on the it, wiki it's like than it is th- to play the game because the game doesn't really expound on it. No, it's yeah. 13. It's the whole thing about if you want to actually know what happened, you have to read the data logs. Yeah, you but have I don't want to do data that. logs to figure out how the story ends or what Make happens or why happens. <laughs> Make a game out of the data logs. I'd rather play through it than it's like Kingdom have to Hearts. read it. Kingdom Hearts has a really, really difficult, expansive story that's very confusing and quite you a lot of it is done. You have to read the Xehanort reports to understand you do, what which going on. You can learn more about Kingdom Hearts as well. They did it kind of a similar way. They had like um, Ansem's report, right? Yeah, and they had and Jiminy Cricket's notes. You had to read but those. You, but you actually, it was integrated to the story and like, even if you don't read those, you still have a very good grasp of what is happening and why it's happening. Yeah. Ah, uh, whatever. But, yeah. <laughs> well, alright, well, let's, let's move on to the next one, which is from Varnus on the forums, who says, I honestly find it hilarious how fans will always say, we want something new and innovative. Toriyama gives them something new, and then they crap all over him for it. Um, that's because it is crap. 
<laughs> new, new, new does not mean does not I, automatically mean good. I honestly, I don't care about innovation. I don't care. I do not care about innovation. So that is that is wrong. I, no, I don't I think. I don't think about, it's right to say that's wrong. No, I mean, like for me, like in my opinion, I don't care about innovation. Well, not I honestly don't. As long as the game plays well, I don't care what it does new. To be honest, like I, 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 I don't look for that. I look for. Is it playable? Can I play this? Can I enjoy this? I could care less about how they improve the gameplay. I as guess long the, as the, the innovation thing is, is actually more of a critic's thing because if you look at what actually sells, mm. it, it's Call of Duty every single time. Yeah. And, and there like, is no how, innovation. <laughs> how different is that from each game? Exactly. It's just like, and Gears of War 3, um, herder. It's just like, you know, but that's what I want. Like I, I honestly could care less if they kept the same gameplay from like Final Fantasy X. All I want is that good, juicy, amazing story, which is what that, they haven't had. Which they haven't had. So yeah, that's not like it's just I don't want I don't want like well I guess it's new, but I just want a story that I like and can relate to or just listen to and be affected by I yeah that's what I care about and Toriyama <laughs> although he did um Toriyama he did, did FF10 10, and you loved 10 and I loved 10 he did do 10 just... but he wasn't given as much free reign ah, okay. however, however going back to the innovation thing well a lot the thing <laughs> with Final Fantasy is that it's been built on innovation each game has been different built yeah. upon it's just and that's what some fans parts, come though. that's what a lot of fans come to expect from it as well but as the like, story but and the Square Enix have kind of kept up to standard with innovation in regards to gameplay mechanics design yeah. and all of that it's just that the narrative needs needs uh, I, I think that really it. really um is is a good point because it it shows the level of expectation that we have because if you look at uncharted for example like in many ways, Uncharted, Uncharted Two is probably the best game of this generation. Mm. Um, I, don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far as saying it's one of the best games of all time, but no, it's, it's hard but to it's judge that and right now because obviously we're in the generation and yeah. there's a lot of golden gems from the past. But the reason that it's so successful and er, the, literally, if you give that to anyone, they will enjoy it. it oh it's just gosh, that yeah. game that where like you know I've recommended it to so many people that aren't hardcore gamers or anything just like they just go and buy Uncharted 2 and they love it they fall in, they just fall in love with it the gameplay is so easy fluid and the reason it's so successful is because it does every it has to tick every single box like it may not excel in every single area but it's above average at, at a minimum mm. and the reason yeah. that the Final Fantasy games have fallen down in the in the in the previous um, couple of iterations is that. They've they've not they've they've failed to um, be solid across the board. Like with mm. with twelve, uh, I guess ten two, uh, thirteen and thirteen part two, there are areas where you'd think that's not up to scratch. Like and like the problem with the recent ones is it's been the story, and that's like mm. that's a big part. Of that's what, the you look you, you look at a game fantasy. like you look at a game like Crisis Core. And I know Daryl, you you don't you, you're not a, a, a fan. I don't of mind Crisis it. Core. I don't like, mind it. But speaking like in Crisis terms Square. of you know its design, its gameplay, its narrative, it's all there. Yeah, and that's it's, one it's, of Square Enix's most. It's a game most, that I could enjoy. Yeah, it's one of Square yeah. Enix's 
most well so PSP game. The but only thing I don't like well. about it is the fact that it is like rated G in terms of dialogue. Like I, the dialogue is just like a baby wrote. Like it's yeah. written for a little baby. It's like, oh my god, I'm Zach. I'm so cool. Dumbass. Genesis Yay. fan club. Yeah. I'm just like, come on, guys. Like I played Final Fantasy 7 when I was like five and they said the S word like come on <laughs> you know <laughs> come on but no, I think <laughs> like, for, 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 for Square Enix to not realize that the story is the most important part of what they do is 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 quite astounding like, I think, yeah. no I think they do realize it it's just that with 13 they've kind of fallen short. I mean, you look at Type Zero, and that's gotten rave reviews in Japan, even for the, for the stories, the gameplay, and, and its design. So it's not it's like Square just, Enix is incapable of doing it. No, I, I just don't understand mm-hmm. why... Like, Obviously, they tried to do something different with 13. Mm-hmm. But it, just, they, it just didn't work out. Surely they must have known. I mean, it's kind of worked in their favour because and I don't really know why it's the case, but Lightning is still going to be a really popular character for years to come. Yeah. Noctis is a popular character, and he does, his game isn't even, out, even out yet. Yeah, that that astounds me. And but like, See, that's but... the thing. Even though Versus 13 has been this long in development, and we all say, you know, we're sick and tired of waiting for it, I still think that with Versus 13, there's the potential for them to create a really good narrative along with gameplay. Yeah. I Although mean... it is, it is like, all based on Romeo and Juliet, isn't it? Yeah, well... But then, right, and that, that's also why it has the potential because it it, it, it doesn't really matter what it's like if you look at the stories of seven eight not like you know they're all based on something else yeah like the story of seven isn't really that unique I mean part of it is just the story of Final Fantasy six yeah but I mean like you know what is it like uh, um, it's basically, it's basically the, like you know the hero saves the degree. day sort of story you know that kind of cliche yeah. And it doesn't matter if the game's narrative is a cliche. You know, Uncharted stories are all cliches. They're all like Indiana Jones and Tomb Raider. But you yeah. know, it's deliver- It's written or well. It's delivered life. in a way <laughs> where you know people can enjoy it. Yeah, you know, I honestly and like I don't know if you guys feel the same, but I kind of want like something on the mythology of the well, whatever you would call them, Guardian Forces, Aeons, whichever. I I kind of want a game like that that's like really just out there and sort of going back to like Greek mythology. They sort of tried that. Well, that's what 13 is supposed to be. Yeah, that's what 13 is supposed to be. It just didn't come out that well. Exactly. Well, like from the data logs, I guess. Like if the I mean, data, if you if you read about the if you read about the Falci and the Lucy, let's see, they're all really really interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, a- but then it's a- like, Etro, why didn't they Etro, make a game and, out of and, it? And even I- with thirteen two, when they were announcing that, they were like talking about all this mythology and like, yeah, like lightning the goddess this Etro, gate and all this stuff, chaos and, and all of that. But, but when it's envisioned, it's just pants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like the game anyway. comes out and suddenly the focus is not on that. Yeah. Anyway, right, so um, we've got a bit <laughs> sidetracked there. Sorry about that, guys. Um, the next comment we have was from Drigger, who said, no, they should not disband the franchise. Far from it. I, if many pe- many of the people who hate Final Fantasy Thirteen paid any attention to the Final F- Fabulous Crystallis mythology, they would realise that the story was true to the roots of the franchise. You see, it, it, it may have been true to the roots, but it was just a tiny, tiny bit of that root compared to the whole tree and its branches. Ooh, see, I extended that metaphor right there. 
Yeah. But then it's also kind of like, why should we, like, I mean, we, oh, it, it goes we've to already, the root of... We've already touched well, on this with the previous comment that, you know, just yeah. we, the mythology is good. We all agree with that. The, mytho- the mythology is really good. It's the game itself that, that suffers. I think it's just that, like, why they didn't... They displayed it, but it's just kind of like, why should we care I mean, you look, about the you, mythology? You, yeah, exactly. They didn't give us a reason to care about the mythology. And you look at yeah. you look at Final Fantasy thirteen, and you know you got like I said, the design is all there. It's all functional, and you know you got to hand it to Square Enix. They, they develop games that don't have that many bugs. You know, it's really mm. really polished. But you know, as I as I was, this is just for myself. But as I was playing. Final Fantasy Thirteen. I, I I would look around. And say, you know, there's really nothing in this game to make me care about the story and its characters. Mm-hmm. The gameplay the itself, you know, the combat system, I found really fun, really addicting, yeah. really strate- strate- strategic, and I really love that about the game about the gameplay. And then you get like you know, even though like, I know a lot of people argue that you know they're refugees, they're refugees, they're fugitives, they're not they're not going to want to go into towns or anything. You don't even you know. care. Yeah, but you know no. that's not that's not the point. I mean, you, you could hit and there was one moment in FF13, but it was so small. Whereas you know when Snow and Hope and the gang are running away from the mob, I wish they had more of that. <laughs> yeah, people. Just yeah, you never really felt like rioting. they were in danger. No, like you never though. really felt like they were like they were running from something. There was no tension. There was something. no fear. There's the, it didn't evoke anything like you were on the run like FF7 you felt but like even the whole the like um, hope and snow thing you're just kind of like oh just you're so annoying <laughs> which is not the emotion that, that should have been instigating yeah I, no I mean you, you look at 13 too which was which was definitely a step up from FF13 and ignoring you know ignoring Sarah and just just ignoring <laughs> Sarah like Noel and Kane and Lightning that was really intriguing, mm. but it, but then you know, Square Enix puts us in the shoes of Sarah, and we're like, yeah, yeah. It's like, why, why are we in her shoes? Why can't we be if, in no? You know, it would have been really cool if because they had the whole thing with time. If they just left Sarah out of the equation and made yeah. a game that focused on Lightning, Nor, and Kane, and, and on Caius. Uh, why did I say Kane? <laughs> well, he does the voice for Kane, but yeah, Caius, and and you know just focused on on that conflict i also yeah. i think one of the problems is and there is one more comment that we'll, <laughs> we'll get onto uh, one of the problems is that like for some reason after final fantasy 10 part 2 they suddenly thought oh I, it must be like they thought that their audience was growing up so they needed to make the the franchise more grown up or something because like you know they've said it numerous times that the focus of 12 is not about the characters it's about the politics and like the nations and everything that was going on above the surface but it's like the previous 10 games you've made had that but they also had the storyline that was the core focus like yeah. 6 is all about like the government and like um the trying ten. to take over the planet yeah 10 as well like um the all about the summoners and us. It's the summoners code and all that stuff. The 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 maesters and all that stuff, like the religion, mm. like they all had those serious notes and and serious tones, but for some reason with twelve they they just they tried to be way too clever. Yeah, and it just backfired. And and thirteen they just they they tried to make an all star cast, which never ever works. Even in a like what film that has like 
10 big, big name actors is ever successful? The Expendables. Okay. Ocean's 11. But it's very, 12 very and 13. <laughs> and, and each of those characters... Like, <laughs> We're not really helping the cars here. No, no you are. Not. You are though. You're, you're saying exactly the right thing because those films were they they worked for what they were. They were action yeah. films, but and they they played, they, 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 the that, they played on that nostalgia with you know all can your you, action heroes in one yeah. film. Can you remember any of the characters? I can remember. I don't remember any of their names. Exactly. Like I just the, remember what the they actors. did. What they and did in what, the film was completely worked. irrelevant. You don't care. Mm. Because and I think that's what Square Enix did with Dissidia and you know Dissidia was relatively successful. The second one, not so much. It's just like with all the previous games, you had like, in six. Six had so many flipping playable characters in there, but who does everyone talk about? The main ones. It's 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 always the main characters. Yeah. Same with seven. It's always going to be Cloud and Sephiroth. Mm. Like Tifa is in there, Barrett's in there, Eris is in there. Uh, but it, you you look Cloud. You look at the- 13 and you know yeah you have lightning snow you know and th- and the whole group and then you're like wait who, wait a minute who's the who's the villain <laughs> it's like okay okay the villain the villains of of, of Falsy, i think and then you know barthandalus comes out i'm like is it the hell or, are or you? is it dicely who you know yeah dicely but what <laughs> I mean, yeah, stupid. Yeah. barthandalus was pro- probably the most significant antagonist in ff13 but he sh- she shows up three Three times, three times in he's the game. He's the only one I remember the name of. Because he's like a cockroach. <laughs> <laughs> and Minerva was, no, it wasn't. Was, and no, that's Minerva. Only Minerva, I Minerva was part of. Part of. Yeah, it doesn't even make sense. And then, and then you know, at the end, they've kind of put a Necron and Orphan comes out. Yeah. Until you read the data log, Yay, and it's like, orphan. oh, that makes sense. But you even know, twelve right. had a bad guy, like Vane. Yeah, Vane. Yeah, you had mm. Vane, and you you knew he was the bad guy. But he wasn't involved enough. Like there was so much that happened in that storyline that was just like, why are we doing this? It's like yeah, it's this this doesn't really have anything to do with Vane. This is more like the judges and yeah, the it's like you're, you're playing as Vaughn. Vaughn's not the main character. Um, okay, well, wait, why are we having a Belthead story segment right now? What? What's this got to do with anything? I don't... It's like throughout <laughs> twelve, Vane may have been the poster boy for the villains, but he didn't really have that big of a role in it. No. And he's not a direct role in it. I can't he even did, remember what he was trying to achieve. He he didn't was he just like, trying to take over. Yeah, he no, he was just trying to take over everything. But he was trying to take over through political means, and then like Larsa, who's like his, he's like twelve years old, is some kind of political mastermind, some genius. <laughs> Look, he's kid. like, oh, I'm not going to play my brother's games. <laughs> I'm just going to throw potions at you when I'm in your party. Yeah, that was actually useful. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, this next one is um, from Sluggo, who says it doesn't really make sense to pull the plug at this point. The only game still left in the series is Versus, and if they pull the plug on it now, it would just be one big loss. Yeah, I mean, I don't think, I don't think we were kind of saying that they should pull the plug literally right now. No. And even if they pull the plug on on Fabulanova Crystallis, you know. Again, Versus could just be rebranded like Agito was rebranded yeah. to Type Zero, and it still wouldn't really have that much of an effect. Type Zero was a success. Yeah, it's it's all quite well in Japan. I don't, I still don't understand why they won't release it over here. But I, I think they're just waiting to release it on PSN. They might yeah. announce it at E3. That's what I got my fingers crossed. Mm. Well, anyway, yeah, that we've already nice. discussed it when we probably shouldn't have done. So, yeah, yeah, if you're jumping to go, if you want to hear our thoughts, dive back in. <laughs> <laughs> um, for for next episode, 
we were kind of a, a bit of a crossroads about what we would ask, so we thought we'd go kind of diplomatic. And on the subject of reboots and all this stuff, we want to know, would you want Crystal Chronicles to be rebooted for the Nintendo Wii U? Obviously, the Crystal Chronicles franchise has been very associated with Nintendo. It came out on the GameCube first, and it's been on the Wii since then, and the DS. What do you think? I think it would be pretty cool with the uh, with the Wii U controller. I think Especially so too. I think they can probably do a lot of creative things with it. Yeah. And How they decide who gets that controller, I person, don't know, Personally, but... I feel that, you know, with Crystal Chronicles or, you know, with Tactics and all all of their spin-off titles, they have a lot more freedom to do what they want. As opposed to, you know, Final Fantasy Thirteen. this is the main game, you have to do this, the story has to be an epic about this group of people, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I didn't really care about the Crystal Chronicles story, I just liked it to play with my friends. <laughs> I just liked it. Well, it was like, the story was crap. <laughs> then, the Sidious story was crap. I still love it. Yeah. <laughs> the expectation isn't there. But then but in, in Crystal Chronicles, you play as a party. It's like the, the, the Final Fantasy XI story is pretty pants. I'm sure the Final Fantasy XIV story is crap as well. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV story was actually pretty intriguing. I, it, it, they, ju- they just didn't finish it when the game they first came out. It. That's a, that's the thing so we I did all of our story we did all of our story quests and we're like, wait, what, what's going on? It took me it took me two years to complete the story of Final Fantasy Eleven. Final, Final Fantasy By that time, took like a day. Like, it takes you so long between missions that you forgot what happened. <laughs> that's generally how it is in MMOs. Like So stupid. I, the only story that I remember in World of Warcraft is yes, I played World of Warcraft. Not for long though. Three months about approximately his boo. The only thing I remember was the Forsaken's story and, you know, death to the Lich King for the Forsaken! Yes. Death to the Horde and death to the living. So, yeah, we'll be posting that up in about two weeks' time, maybe three weeks' time. Let us know your thoughts. Or if you want to just post it in your answers in the um, thread for this podcast, then feel free. We'll we'll still be able to see them. Honest? Honestly. Yes. So, questions. Honestly, Colin, honest. you are ready to kick this off as always. Yes, kicking it off with a stew tote boot. From C-Dog, the first question is from C-Dog, who asks, If you were in danger, which Final Fantasy character would you choose to save your life, and why? Now, does this have to be a villain or a protagonist? First of all, not if a villain saves you, it would be for arterial motives. I'm not going to complain mm. if they still save me. Like, But not all of them bad, bad. See, like Kuja, misunderstood. Sephiroth, <laughs> Kuja just wants some love. He exactly. wants affection. They're just, they're just he would destroy a planet for it. <laughs> I would probably say Sephiroth before he's been mind screwed by President Shinra. You wouldn't want <laughs> Genesis. Yeah, afterwards, not so not so keen on that. <laughs> he, he, could, he would drive his sword right through your heart. Yeah, literally. Although, if you were his friend, you know, if you, might... you were his friend, yeah, you know, Zack was. Well, Zach wasn't really his friend, but... No. Angeal... More like acquaintances. They went on missions together. Yeah, if you were Angeal or Genesis, you know, maybe there'd be a little bit of a connection. Maybe not. He still swung his sword at them, so... Yeah, but... uh, He didn't kill them, though, did he? He chose not to. Yeah, well... Cloud, he chose to try and kill. (laughs) Stabbed him, you know, and then threw him down in stuff. Well, that's because Cloud stabbed him first. Yeah, that's true. With a I buster sword, no I cut him in half. <laughs> yeah. I think I'd want uh, Laguna to save me. He is pretty much the, the, the stereotypical hero. The Mary Sue he's of just, heroes. He is, but he's also I very, very nervous. I still can't get over that dragon. 
<laughs> With the yeah. He's like the yeah. He's he's a pretty predictable hero, but then again, he has problems with girls. <laughs> he like has girl problems. Oh, the leg. Yeah, the leg. Oh man. Exactly. But so yeah, he, is cute. he also is very successful. He, he has a knack of getting results and getting what he wants eventually. I think it just make me laugh and make me forget about how, what danger Plus, I'm in. He does also have cool friends who, when they dress up in their Esther robes, look pretty pimp. Truth. <laughs> I am. <laughs> what about you, Colin? Uh, I don't know who I would want to save me. Maybe... Sarah. No, not Sarah. I would, like, totally get away from me. No, 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 no one can save me. You know, he's, he's Snow? cool. We, could, we can be buds. Snow, I'll Snow. punch him in the face. <laughs> but uh, he's a hero. He's an, he's an, he's an annoyance. <laughs> Nobody's chosen any girls, though. Uh, maybe, maybe I would say Eris, but that's kind of typical. Yuffie, yeah, but, I'll go with yeah. Yuffie. Yeah, but no, you gotta be serious here, Lauren. If Colin and I was to say that we'd want a girl to save us, then there would also potentially be ulterior motives. Yeah, mm, mm-hmm. true. So you know, if Barrett saved me, that'd be really cool. <laughs> that there would definitely be an ulterior motive. There, <laughs> Colin. <laughs> oh Colin my gosh, if Barrett love me. Bromance, man, bromance. <laughs> If Sid saved me, it would just be so awkward because he'd just be insulting me the whole time. Yeah, it's like stupid woman. Why did you oh, get this problem in oh, the first place? And you know smack who him I w- in the face. You know who I would want to save me? Gilgamesh. <laughs> he he wouldn't save. He would save me, like just because he wanted a sword, and I I I was you know coincidentally there. That that would be how he would save me. But it would also depend on random chance as to whether he's chopped you in half. Well, I'm not gonna take his sword away from him, so I doubt he would. He's a good guy. <laughs> He's a good guy, really. <laughs> uh, well, didn't he kill Odin? In what game? No, I know it's Sefer, uh, Sefer that killed Odin, and then Gilgamesh was like, yeah, I'll be the replacement. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, all business for Gilgamesh. Yeah, and then you only get the one in four chance of instant kill. Oh, so lame. Anyway, right, next question is from Crimson Dragoon, who has also been featured earlier in the podcast, and they asked, who, in your opinion, is the worst character design in any Final Fantasy games in terms of looks, personality, or story? Or if they're just plain bad. Penelo. I think, I think, no, 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 no. And I'm going to get a lot See, of See, we chose this, female characters but... then. Yeah, I know, for the worst characters. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Alright, um, I'll say Riku. And you've also chosen a female... There we go. Yeah, I know. I know I've chosen a female character, but... And I do feel kind of bad because... Is that because no one realises anything? What do you mean? Like, oh, we just got attacked by a machine and you've mysteriously Uh, washed up on shore. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Um, no, the the reason why... And it... This is kind of something that, you know, it's not really her fault, but she does show up really late in the game. So she's like super, 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 pretty late. Like about halfway, quarterway later in FF9. She definitely shows up long, uh, far after everybody else. Wait, well, actually, she's the first person you meet, technically, other than Oren. Technically. Yes. Technically. And then you kind of split up and go your separate ways. Yeah. So when you meet up with her again, she's just crap. Like I hardly ever used Riku at all in the first, in uh, Final Fantasy X. I, like I just I think many people. Really... Well, she had uses, but not for me. I really liked Riku in Ten Two. She was really bubbly. In Ten Two, I didn't like her her actual like design and personality because I feel She's like just she just drank. A bathing suit. 
she drank too much happy juice and I just want to shoot her. She's the voice and of Bubbles it. from the Powerpuff Girls. She is, and I like Bubbles. I love Bubbles, but I hate Riku. Okay, well, so, Colin, yeah. I believe the character that you hate is also on a similar line. Who did I say? I can't remember. Sarah. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. <laughs> Sarah. Uh, um, mm. Yeah, just, you know, in regards to looks, well, maybe not looks, personality, Ooh. story, or just plain bad. Check mark, check mark, and check. <laughs> I, she wasn't too bad in the in thirteen. That's because 13, she was barely there. Yeah, thirteen, 13 part two. two. Why, she, she, why is she like, even there? What? Like, uh, yeah, I I know you. You know, I yeah. She wants to be reunited with her sister. That's great and all, but no, it's just kind of like bigger picture, girl. Wait, picture. right? Um, world destruction slightly more that, important. You know, that was the, that was the whole thing where spoiler Sarah had some kind of connection with Yule. And, but, Which is useful know, for nothing. It, it, it didn't really feel like it was important. No. So and we don't yeah, even my, know why my, she my, had that my, connection. My pick is Sarah, and we, we don't try, know I'm why she had that connection. I'm trying to think of a male character, <laughs> Snow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that maybe that's just me. Maybe not Snow. Um, I'd I'd say quite a lot of the thirteen characters because Sars as well. Because yeah. but then well, they I all. Like- I like Sars, but Help. not really for any story reason or anything. He just looks cool, and I yeah, like him. Yeah, he 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 had like. He, I think, out of all of them, he was the one who had the biggest mood swings. Oh yeah, I, 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 lo- I loved him because he was doing everything for his son. He was PMSing like every five minutes. Mm. So who's gonna be my? Oh, I don't even know. I want to say something. Tw- I want to say Penelo, but that's, I think that's harsh, just because she didn't even have anything to do. You, you could say Genesis. <laughs> yeah, I could. He's although the way they brought him into seven, even though you know when you play seven, you know he's not there. Yeah, but, it's like especially the reactor no, it's a, scene. It's like what <laughs> he what? floats down out of nowhere. Where the hell did you come from? It's like oh, by the way, Sephiroth. <laughs> yeah, I still think they did a relatively good job with Genesis, though, writing him into. I liked more. Genesis in theory uh, and I think if they were to make Endless Crisis and it was a game that focused on him which is what it should be based on what they've done it would be I so think that would be pretty cool it would be really good and this is why I think that if they were to do an FF7 remake they should do it put Genesis all, all back. of it all of it like you know from from before Crisis all the way to Endless Crisis I say that like it, like Endless Crisis is real yeah. but actually you know, you know what I mean if, if we're talking Crisis Core, I think Angeal annoyed me a lot more because he's always talking about honor. And he just annoyed the crap out of me. Angeal was a good setup to, you know, project Zack's character, but as a character himself, he felt kind of weak. Don't forget your Zach, honor. Though. I did hate Zack. I was just like, if you say you want to be a hero, he was one too more preppy. Time, one more time, I'm going to lose it and just kill you because you're not going to be no, a hero. He I is like someone that's taken that happy is, pills. That is exactly his personality. So I think he is taking happy pills. Mm-hmm. Taking way too like, much. Yeah, happy I'm doing pills. squats. Yeah, let's do more. Yeah, more squats. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, check them. Busting check them glutes. squats. <laughs> like the first like, time he meets Cloud, it's like, oh, you're from the country. Dude. Yeah, we've got another country boy that's saying, look at this. We both in the country. Yeah, look at me. Look at me. Oh, it's like, oh, I just want to punch him. I really love I that moment though because that w- that's exactly who Zach is. Yeah, but you still want to punch him. I, oh, yeah. I want to punch Snow. Uh, I want to punch Snow. Unlike half the Zach, time. Snow Snow was Snow wasn't. I want to be a hero. He's like, I am a hero. <laughs> what, what's your plan, Snow? Heroes don't have plans. <laughs> we wing it. What are you talking about? Oh dear. Right. So um, yeah, I did. I even pick a character. 
Nope. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I'm just going to go with Vaughn. I'm just going to lay the hate Every- on Vaughn because well, everyone hates looks, because he looks he was- so generic. He is um, so, the most generic character in any game. Probably the most point, more pointless. Well, I'm not sure about more pointless than Sarah. I think the two are comparable. No, Penelo is more pointless than he is. Yeah, but Penelo's story was kind of written, taken out of the game. Yeah, due to, yeah. Due to development and production issues. So Vaughn's that's not personality, really he didn't have any. That, no, I think the only moment in the game where he actually had some was at the Tomb of Wraith Wall when um, Ash sees the ghost of Rassler. And somehow Vaughn can see it too, but no one else can. See, and you're see, thinking maybe they're going to have a connection there. They never talk to each other again. Yeah, and see, I, di- I disagree with that because the only part where I thought Vaughn had an important role in the game was in the beginning when you know they they introduced his his brother Rex and then went to Vaughn. Yeah, like, he's like, oh, I okay. want to you know, avenge my brother. Yeah, you know, he had a goal. He had a, he had motivation there, and you know, especially to the to the climax where he meets Bosch in in the cage, and you know that part was really well done. Yeah, how, really up to well that done. Point, the story was actually good. <laughs> yeah, and then you know after that, you know, oh, I forgive you. I know you did. I don't know if you did it or not, but I forgive you. I was like, what? Yeah, it's literally like the next cutscene, isn't it? When they're yeah, back in Rabanastra. Like five minutes right after that, he's like, I forgive you. And you think to yourself... And then, that about five minutes after that, he's in um, Bujerba going, I'm Captain Bash! I'm, I'm the person who killed my brother! Everyone, everyone, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what happened, Vaughn? Yeah, um, right. So in memory of Vaughn, we actually have a track from... From the game as it's a bit of a troll, yes. troll. Yeah, it's you know. it's um it's a remake of Game Over. Yeah, Game Over, Van. Game Over. Uh, it's done by Avarice and it's called The Winds of Inishmore. Right. So, assuming that E3 actually goes completely under the radar as we're hoping it will. Well, not hoping, expecting, because Square Enix don't care about I the West anymore doesn't. so much for their Japanese products. We will have nothing again to talk about next episode. <laughs> no, actually, we will always have plenty of th- things to talk about. Uh, I really hope there is stuff. We can always E3. talk about Crisis Core. We can always talk about Crisis. We're gonna we can talk about Endless Crisis and why we think Genesis would be amazing. I think we should talk about Endless Crisis. We'll yeah, I think so too. Anyway, right. So the next episode is going to be on the third of July, one day before Independence Day in the states. Yay! Yeah, you you're can... in England. I'm in Canada. Yeah. Yay, Independence Day. Rural America. Um, yeah. <laughs> you can subscribe to this podcast on the iTunes store if you just search for Final Fantasy. We are the number one podcast and probably always will be. And of course, you can catch every episode of the show from the past on FinalFantasyUnion.com or GamingUnion.net as well as all of our Final Fantasy news coverage when there is some. We may also be posting up sneak peeks of the new website if we have a chance to so be sure to check that out and please give us feedback on what you see what you hear everything like that yes, yes. so yes <laughs> would you two like to say your farewells farewell bye and I'm Daryl saying goodbye this has been a tweaksmusic.com and finalfantasyunion.com production